AJ and Hillbilly Horror Stories is doing an episode all about UFOs and aliens, they'll probably stop in two weeks. You're probably right. You are listening to HHS UF Only, a Hillbilly Horror Stories bonus episode. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 24 of UF Only. Hey everybody, you ready to get your UFO on? Are you? Answer me. (laughs) (laughs) It's like crickets. Yeah. It's almost like you told a joke. Oh, that's true. I do get crickets a lot. (laughs) All right, so... Last week, we obviously started talking about abductions, and mm-hmm. the, the doctor from uh, Harvard University. So I thought that's probably a pretty good transition to just start talking about some actual abductions. And the thing of it is, is there's a lot of famous abductions, and we're not going to cover those on this show. You know, you got obviously Betty and Barney Hill, and you've got Travis Walton uh, abduction. I mean, those are ones that have been done to death. And I don't have any intentions on doing that. I did try to get Travis Walton on the show at one point, and I would have covered it then. But yeah, he's uh, probably up in the spaceship. Just go, just go watch Fire in the Sky, and you know the story. Cool. No, no point in it. So, anyways, I wanted to try to find, <clears throat> excuse me, some abduction stories that weren't as well known. And if you're a true UFO fanatic, then you probably know this story. But the average person, I don't think, knows this story. So. That's what I'm trying to do. Anyways, we're going to, on this story, be traveling to Scotland. Well, we're not actually traveling, but we're going to talk about an incident that happened there. You really say some dumb things. Well, I wanted people to know that, you know. I'm pretty sure they know we're not traveling to Scotland. I want this episode to be good, but it's not going to be so good that we don't have the budget to fly to Scotland (laughs) and then tell the story. We will never have the budget. (laughs) (laughs) Patreon.com. Anyways. Oh, (laughs) you're so silly. (laughs) This incident is actually known as the A-70 incident because it took place on the A-70 between Edinburgh and Tarbrax. Now, the A-70 is one of the the main highways in Scotland. Mm -hmm. Mostly, I I think everything over in Europe, I think all their highways start with an A. I don't know, but it seems like there's a lot of Edinburghs. Is that my imagination? Or? I think so. The only Edinburgh I know is in Scotland. I could have swore, I could have we just talked about that the other well, day we somewhere. Did, we talked about we talked about uh, a castle in Edinburgh, and we've talked about well, some maybe other that's stuff what in it was. Okay. Actually, I think we did discuss another UFO story that was in Edinburgh, but it wasn't this story. Okay. It was just a UFO sighting. Anyways, August twenty seventh, nineteen ninety two. Gary Wood and his friend Colin Wright, they're taking about a 30-minute drive to deliver a satellite system to a friend of theirs. They left at around 11 p.m., so they should have been at their location at about 11.30. Notice I said should have been there at 11.30. Gary was driving at about 40 miles per hour. He said there's very little traffic around him on the road. The car had just passed Harpering Reservoir, when Colin and Gary saw a two-tiered, disc-shaped object hovering at 20 feet over the road. That is really low, yeah. They said that it definitely wasn't a plane and it definitely wasn't a helicopter. 
So Gary was terrified. So he hit the gas and he sped under the object. Look at him. Duke's a hazard style. Yeah, that's going to be a problem, though. Oh. Because he remembers he used his elbow to kind of push the door lock down, to lock mm, the door. Mm-hmm. That, that much he remembers. He also said once he got close to the object, it started emitting emitting a silver shimmering mist. It was almost like a, a column of light coming mm-hmm. down. And it was it, glittery? It, yeah, it was, it, but it was like a misty, a silver mist. He said almost almost like metallic particles just materialized oh. in the air. The car drove right into the mist and was immediately enveloped in complete darkness. I bet what, his buddy was freaking the heck out. Well, what seemed to be a few seconds later, the car came out of it, and Gary was driving like a madman, basically, and, and mm-hmm. was trying to get the hell out of Dodge. And he said that he sped away as quick as he could, even though he was having trouble controlling the car. It was, I guess, that that giving the gas and everything and just spinning well, out yeah, stuff. right. So they get to the friend's home, and he starts frantically knocking on the door. He keeps knocking, and eventually the lights in the house come on. And his friend answers the door, and it appeared that his friend had been asleep. Wait, I thought he had a friend with him. He did. He has, he's allowed to have more than one friend. Oh, okay. So he was going to another They were going to a friend's house, house okay. to take a satellite system. Oh, remember? that's right. That's right. Okay, go ahead. So his friend answers the door, and he looks like he's half asleep. And Gary tells him, he's like, hey, Colin is bringing the satellite set up from the car. His friend just kind of looks at him and says, dude, why are you so late? It's 1 a.m. What? So Gary didn't believe him, and he starts saying, dude, it, it can't be any later than 11.40. And his buddy's like, no, it's 1 a.m. And so he asked him to prove him. So he goes in the house and shows him all the clocks that say 1 a.m. on it. So what happened to almost 90 minutes of missing time with these two guys? I don't know, but he tell his friend what happened? Yes. Okay. After telling his friend what they encountered, they left and decided to take the route home that was different <laughs> than the route they took to get there. Good decision. They yeah, they didn't want to take any chances on running into this thing again. So Gary and Colin couldn't remember anything that happened, but Gary felt like something had definitely happened that they just couldn't remember. So soon after the incident, Gary was bothered by strange dreams. He started to develop severe headaches. Because of his concerns, he even had a CAT scan done, but nothing uh, mysterious or unusual was found. So eventually, hypnosis was suggested to the two of them. Now, this is a pretty common practice for uh, possible abductees that don't have memories of a situation such as theirs, identical to their situation. Now, hypnosis can sometimes uncover memories from the subconscious, from people who have uh, had suppressed memories from past traumas. It doesn't have to be UFOs. Mm-hmm. It could be anything that's happened. So Helen Walters, who was a qualified hypnotherapist and a psychic, was called in to do the sessions. Gary burst into tears and was distraught during his first session. Aww. Colin, on the other hand, was completely calm during his first session. Over the course of several sessions... Gary recalled seeing vague shapes. Both men jumped and became panicky 
while they were reliving their encounters. And these were done separately. I was going to say, was Colin just chill about this whole thing or what? No, Colin wouldn't chill here because he started, he during the course of the uh, of the session, as they would get to certain topics, the he, both of them would kind of jolt, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like when you wake up. Oh, yeah. From, but they would kind of jolt and they would both got panicky when they were reliving what was going on, which makes this very believable. As a matter of fact, uh, both men stated at separate times that the car had stopped and the doors were opened by three small entities. Colin said that he was then led up a ramp into the craft. He was taken to a room with a curved chair. At least they know their uh, ergonomics. True. It's good to have a curved chair. It's good for better. I thought the door was locked. Do they point their finger and unlock it? I'm pretty sure they can do whatever to open the doors. But you're right. He did say the door was locked, but I, they can probably, if they have a craft and everything, they can probably unlock it. Well, door. that's probably true. Maybe they had a Slim Jim. I don't know. <laughs> or they call it AAA. AAA. <laughs> anyway, so he says they were taken, they took Colin to a room with a curved chair. He was stripped naked and placed on the chair and had medical uh, examinations performed on him. Gary, on the other hand, remembers being taken into a round room with a raised table. He was also stripped naked and placed on the table. Both men had scars on their body that were not there before the incident. Dang. So over the years, the men have never changed their story, and they've even passed lie detector tests, including one on TV. The British government took this case very seriously as well. Once classified documents were released by the government in 2012, the report revealed that the Ministry of Defense took it seriously enough to fully investigate it and filed a report. And it still remains a mystery as to what happened today. That is crazy. I mean, it's so, I mean, it sounds so believable. Yeah. They were very specific. Very specific and... You know, and they could have talked about this stuff ahead of time and, and worked their story out. But the reality of it is, you know, they were uh, under hypnosis separately. And where did they get the scars from? Right. Well, I mean, I'm sure you can make your own scars. Well, I guess, but... And, you know, I mean, if you want to be a true skeptic, you can sit there and say, well, how, did, how do we know they didn't already have those scars? Just because they said it was, you know, we don't know. All we got is a blurb basically saying that they had scars that weren't there, but I mean... Who verified that those scars weren't there? I mean, that's all I'm saying. I don't know. but That's pretty wild. It does seem like a pretty believable story to me. Yeah. And why are you going to show up at some guy's house at 1 a.m. in the morning? Right. Well, I mean, but but theoretically, again, they could have been out drinking or something and just, you know, stayed late at the bar and told the guy they'd be there but didn't want to leave. You know, it could be. if you. I'm just playing devil's advocate. I'm not saying I don't believe the guys. Mm-hmm. But, but That's a cool story, though. Yeah. And like I said, there's a bunch of abduction stories that are dead on that and and i was listening to uh what was the doctor's name john mack i think it was i know his last name's mack from harvard that we talked about last week and you know like i said he's got hundreds of people that he's interviewed and most of these people none of these people know each other but right. they all have very similar mm-hmm. instances so yeah and you, you could say oh well man, they heard somebody on tv say that so that's what you know and i and that's why it's so hard to make uh 100 believers out of everybody because for anything you bring up, they've always got, you know, oh, well, they might have heard somebody else say that on TV or they read that in a yeah, book. Yeah, but I don't buy that crap. I don't either. I don't either. That's why I said I believe, you know, do I believe that everybody that says they were abducted was abducted? No, mm-hmm. because there are people that have some mental illness. Yeah. And they could imagine. Now, do I think they believe that they right. were abducted? Very possible. 
But I do think that there's abductions that happened out there. Mm-hmm. There's a story that we'll probably cover next week. Uh, it's a family from the 19, late 70s. But the whole family was in a car, and they say the whole car was taken up to the craft. Like a beam hit, and the car just went up. You know, so. Man, that's a good story to tell your grandkids. <laughs> yeah. I remember with me and your grandfather one Yeah, day. we didn't walk up the hill in 10 inches of snow. <laughs> we were abducted by a daggone alien craft. <laughs> I remember your grandfather was being probed, and I looked over, and I said, how do you like it? And laughed and laughed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. That's really cool. I guess we'll end on that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Let's just do that. All right, guys. Making my butthole cringe. (laughs)